on the agenda today. Uh, wait a minute, Bobby, not so fast. I set a wee reminder on my phone. It'll go off when it's time for the meeting to start. Can we not just start when we're ready? No, Margaret, let's use the technology. Keep up with the times. <laughs> there we go. Oh, so now we can start because your phone said so. Correct. The meeting has officially begun. And there's confirmation of that fact via email. <laughs> And by text as well. Oh, for heaven's sake, what's that now? Ah, uh, that was me. I've just been for a slash. <laughs> My bladder's on the blink. Has the meeting started yet? Yes! yes about five times so far, eh? And counted. Oh, hang on. What the hell's that now? That's a beeping noise. <laughs> I know it's a beeping noise, Eck. I'm asking what the noise was for. Oh, it's a reminder on my phone. Reminding you to do what? To turn it off for the meeting. <laughs> a bit, 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 bit. What's up with you, Willie? That was my own reminder. What for? <laughs> to remind me I don't have a phone. <laughs> oh, that's a reminder for me this time. What is it now? Time for another slash. <laughs> but you had one not two minutes ago. I know. Things are looking up. <laughs> Look, please, can we have all devices off so we can actually have our meeting? I can't turn my device off. No, it can't turn his device off either. <laughs> Just shut up the lot of you, then we can proceed. Now, first of all, we are having a minute's silence for all those from Stony Bridge who fell in the Great War. Ah, good idea. We hear too much about those who died. <laughs> remember those who just fell. <laughs> fell means died, you numpty. I don't think we had anyone in the Great War. Didn't the bus break down? <laughs> well, let's have a minute's silence for those who might have fell if the bus hadn't broke down. Thank you. Have we started? Yes, we have shut it. <laughs> That's me. I can't turn it off. Can anyone stop it? No bother, Mega. I'll get rid of it. Oh, sorry. I thought that window was open. Shh. Will you? <laughs> Thank you, everyone. <laughs> A very moving tribute. I'm sure you'll agree. If Facebook Could Talk, episode 23. Here's a photo of me up a hill somewhere. I like that. 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 I can't think of anything to say about it, but I do like it. 
I like that. Ditto on the anything to say front, though. I mean, it's just you up a hill somewhere. Actually, it's one of my favourite hills ever. I like that. I like that. I like that. You're looking well. Have a kiss. I like that. Did you make it to the top of the hill? No, that's why I'm able to smile in the photo. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I am smiling and winking for some reason. <laughs> What is a divorce? It is when your mum and your dad do not love each other anymore, but they do still like each other. They just need to live in other places, and they do love you, and it is not your fault. <laughs> that is what they tells you. But really, it is when your mum and dad stop having nighttime cuddles, and instead your dad does look at pictures on his phone what another lady sented him, and they are nice, lovely photos of her back bum. <laughs> and when your mum did see them, she was very, very cross, and she did drink a pint of wine, even when it was the morning. But that is okay because she says it is her new medicine. And then your mum does forget to go to work. Instead, she does go shopping and she buys lots of new clothes like what a teenager does wear. <laughs> and your mum does look at your dad's computer and see more rude pictures and so she does smash it with a hammer. <laughs> and your dad says your mum is gone like a nutcase. And your mum tells your dad to go away and that she will only speak to him through a person called a liar. <laughs> Oh, no, wait, that is a lawyer. <laughs> then your mum's shouty friends come round at night and they eat crisps and more pints of wine and they say to your mum, You go, girlfriend! <laughs> and, and they say your dad was all rubbish and they get in a muddle because they seem to think your dad's name is Dick. <laughs> then your dad does get a new caravan. But soon your dad does have a nice time with the bottom picture lady. But he says they are just good friends, even though he is having the nighttime cuddles on the caravan with her now. And your dad does come and look after you on Saturdays, and he does bring sweets and take you to the playground for six hours in the pouring rain. <laughs> and this is called quality street time. <laughs> and your mum does look for a new hub husband on the internet and she does go on a date with a weirdo what pretends he wants to be your new dad even though you put dog poo in his pocket <laughs> but the main thing is you must not tell your mum about the bottom lady and you must not tell your dad about the weirdo man for because they would both be very cross and everyone would start the shouting again and it would be all your fault and that is what is the divorce it is it's true <laughs> Well, it was all rather sudden, Doctor. Go on. It was Sunday evening just past. I was sitting at home with my wife watching Antiques Roadshow. Yes. And that was when it happened. What exactly? Well, sorry, it's rather embarrassing. Just take your time. OK, OK. Um, well, we were watching Antiques Roadshow, as I said, and uh, I found um, I was enjoying it. <laughs> Ah. 
Yes, exactly. And in fact, I was thoroughly enjoying it. I see. And how long did this last? Was it just for a moment? No, or? it was continuous. For the entire programme? Yes, to the very end. Mm, that's acute. And how did you feel once it had finished? Well, I was shocked, obviously. Mm, this is all very sudden, I agree. Yes, I just never thought it would happen to me. People never do. <laughs> took me by surprise. And this has never happened before? No, never. I used to watch it and just laugh, you know, all those nice people standing around so politely being fascinated by stupid little artefacts and their provenance and how much they might be worth. I'd catch a moment and then quickly switch over. Well, Mr Anderson, you're right to come and see me. It's always good to catch this sort of thing early. I know this can be very difficult. Yeah. Is it just my age? I'd say so. Mid-fifties, you're very susceptible. <laughs> Is it permanent? Most likely, yes. <laughs> it's probably something you will have to get used to. Will I still be able to lead a normal life? Up to a point, yes. <laughs> it is something that many people accommodate successfully into their lives. In fact, I have many patients with the same complaint. Oh, will I end up recording the show if I'm going out on a Sunday evening? <laughs> oh, yes, I think that's entirely possible. <laughs> Although you may find that you can't go out on a Sunday evening once it gets hold of you. But I have to warn you, you must be prepared to end up seeking out old episodes on Yesterday TV. Should I, should I tell my wife? Oh, yes. You must involve your wife. How much does she know? Well, nothing at the moment. I pretended I'd seen an acquaintance in the background. Mm. Yes, that story won't hold up for long. <laughs> I think honesty is the best policy. Yes, yes, that might be good. Um, is there anything you can give me for it? I've got some slippers you could try. <laughs> that, thank you, yeah. And maybe a footrest. Well, anything. Anything, really, to soften the blow. Um, now, is there anything else you want to mention? Well, there is one thing. I think I might have found myself humming along during songs of praise the other day. <laughs> ah. In that case, Mr Anderson, this is out of my sphere. I'm going to refer you to a specialist. Oh, dear. Yes, we must investigate this thoroughly and straight away. I'll organise an appointment for you. Well, thank you, Doctor. You can pop your clothes back on now. <laughs> yes. That's another thing, Doctor. I was enjoying that as well. That's good news. John Wayne. <laughs> Married to the cowboy builder. Yes, John Wayne. And she had persuaded me to enter the Miss Swansea competition. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that uh, Miss Swansea as in avoid Swansea, right? <laughs> And you are hoping that you will find her before anybody else does. No, Denzil, you don't understand. Watch it, are. Uh, uh, if I win the competition, I are the most beautiful woman in Swansea. The most beautiful woman in Swansea? <laughs> Gwyneth, you are not even the most beautiful woman in this room. And there aren't any other women in here. How can you say that, Denzil? I are a Welsh role model. 
Gwynedd yw a sausage roll model. <laughs> At Gwilym's savoury product, it are not the same thing. But Gwilym's sausage rolls are very popular. Yes, Gwynedd, they are. But not because they look like yeah. <laughs> Although they do. Well, Denzil, beauty are in the eye of Noddy Holder. No, 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 Gwyneth. I think I will find it a beauty in the eye of the beholder. No, Denzel, I think you will find it out in the eye of Naughty Holder, because he are the main judge of the competition. Uh. Yes, Denzel. Uh. And I think you will also find that Naughty Holder's favourite snack are a plate full of Gwilym's savoury sausage rolls, and that he have asked to meet me, and that we are going out for dinner tonight at Swansea's what? Not Catherine's Eater? Yes! Catherine's Eater! Joan's going to give me a lift into town at half past seven! Now I'm going to put some toilet water behind my ears. And I hope the seat falls on your head. <laughs> and now on Radio 4, the next in our series of The People's War. We hear from those Remember. Of course, I knew Alan Turing rather well. I knew all the chaps from Hot Age. Interesting bunch, high on brains, low on personal hygiene. <laughs> You'd walk into the hut, and of course they'd be gathered around the old Enigma machine, all giddy with excitement, and they'd be wearing these worsted woolen trousers, knitted vests, shirt, very often a fair isle jumper or and of course the obligatory tweed jacket on the nethers, probably jumbo calls, you know, long johns, woolly socks, etc. They were all very sweaty men. None of them really had time to ablute. I mean, I, I would like to say that cleanliness is an exclusively female preserve because quite a few of the girls in my hut were pretty whiffy. A girl's gusset in those days would get quite fruity. Yes. We, we, we tended to mask it with eau de toilette for violet scented talcum powder. <laughs> but it was nothing compared to the boffin pong in hut number eight. You could tell when they'd crept a particularly challenging code because if you were downwind of hut eight, it was like being hit in the face with a flannel of fog. <laughs> Terrible anal explosions. <laughs> oh, we had very chatty bottoms. Yes. So yes, my abiding memory of Bletchley was the honk. Meet again. Don't know where. Oh, it, it, it must have been 1945. It was a grand old day in the Hebrides. The sun was beating down, and I was out in the marker with my sheep. And well, two young hikers came out of the brow of the hill, and they were laughing and joking. And I said, "Well, what is there to be so happy about?" And they said to me, the war is over. And I said to them, what war? <laughs> I had no idea. But, granted, it had been a bit quiet these past few years, but, but no quieter than usual. That was the People's War. A collection of memories from those who were there, or at least somewhere nearby.
24 hours a day. More news than any other station. Twice the speed, twice the content, faster breaking news, more news jingles per minute than anyone else. This is News, News, News. I'm Brian Devlin, and now on News, 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 the new rolling news channel, it's one o'clock, which makes it time for the News, 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 News headlines with Debbie Kinghorn. More whooshing noises than any other radio station in the world. The Prime Minister is in Brussels for talks with Euro leaders. Fighting rages in the Middle East. And there's a massive pile-up on the M5 south of Tiverton. Thank you, Debbie. I'm Brian Devlin. The news, 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 news is read by James Campbell. Thank you, Brian. Devlin. The Prime Minister is in Brussels. I'm Brian Devlin, and now at one and a half minutes past one, we interrupt the news headlines to bring you the news, 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 news headlines once again with Debbie Kinghorn. Prime Minister is in Brussels. For but hang on, I'm still reading the one o'clock news. That's old news, James. It's over a minute old. We need the new news. Well, why? Why? What if somebody's just come into their house? They might have been out somewhere where there isn't news. They won't know the latest news. They need to know what's happening this instant, right now, earlier if possible. Well, they could catch up later. Later? <laughs> you can't get news later. That is not news. It's done. It's over. <laughs> I'm Brian Devlin, and now in News, 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 it's three minutes past one, and it's time once more for the News, 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 News headlines. Where the hell's the wishing noise? I can't find it. Try this. <laughs> That's not it. Do the headlines. Is there a whoosh now? Get on with it. The Prime Minister is in Brussels for talks with Euro leaders. Whoosh! <laughs> Fighting rages in the Middle East. Whoosh! And there's a massive pile-up on the M5 south of Tiverton. Whoosh! I'm Brian Devlin. We interrupt the news headlines to bring you breaking news about the sudden disappearance of the whooshing sound effect. Whoosh! We go live outside to Robin Curtis, who is live outside. Whoosh! Thank you, Brian. Devlin. I'm standing outside our News, 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 News building for no apparent reason in the rain to report to you that just inside the News, News, News building, the news team has been rocked by the sudden, unexplained disappearance of the whooshing sound effect. I'm sorry, Robin, I'm Brian Devlin, and I have to interrupt this interruption with another interruption. We'll, of course, come back to you as soon as something has actually happened, or before then, if possible. We'll be back after this. I'm Brian Devlin. Bigger, better, faster, louder, stronger than any other radio station. Any other f***ing radio station. Come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Frank Holvis. The first time I used a condom, it burst and all my shopping fell out. I was young and foolish, young and foolish. Anyway, here we all are at the Oranmore Theatre in Glasgow. What a friendly place! <laughs> the moment I stepped through the door, I was offered a pornographic magazine. <laughs> I thought, yes, later on, might come in handy. <laughs> no, it's a rough venue. It's a, I don't mind, but it is a rough venue, ladies and gentlemen. First thing I noticed when I got myself a drink was the stools by the bar. <laughs> I didn't step in one, but not everybody. Not everyone was so lucky, but I love, I love Glasgow, I love Glasgow. I met my wife in, in Glasgow, and I was in this incredibly noisy bar, and I started chatting to the woman who would become 
my wife, ladies and gentlemen, and what, what she thought I said to her was, I'm the sort of man who likes a formal wedding. What I'd actually said was, in the back of my van, I've got some soiled bedding. <laughs> Not the same thing at all, really. But we got married, we got married, and in fact, I asked her, I asked my wife the other day, what she remembered most vividly about our time together, and she said, she said, the wedding. The wedding, that moment, up on the altar, when I slipped my finger into your ring. <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember that as well, actually. What <laughs> a real lump to me. Throat, crazy. <laughs> We've been together a long time now. Long time. I know what makes her tick. It's my wristwatch, actually, that came off during a bout of heavy petting. You know. <laughs> and she understands. She understands me, crazy. She'll say to me, she'll say to me, Frank, Frank, do you want to do something dirty? Yeah, of course I want to do something dirty. And she says, good, you can get the hoover out. <laughs> How it gets in there, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that's it for me. Thanks. I hope I haven't offended anyone, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. My mum's in a home. I don't know who's... She just wanders in and sits down. <laughs> what the hell can we do when our parents get old and ill? We watch them anxiously as they accelerate downhill. The parents who once looked after you need looked after themselves. What can you do? Children, it's down to you. Hi, sis. How's New Zealand? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, is everything all right? Well, not really. It's Dad. He's taking a turn for the worse, and he could go any day now. Oh, Jesus. So I've got to get on a plane again. Is he definitely going to die? Well... <laughs> well, they say, you yeah, know... Yeah, yeah, what do they say? Well, it's quite similar to the last time when they said he was going to, you know... Yeah, and what about the time before that? Because that time he was really going to die, and they managed to keep him going. Well, dying's never been easy, but now hospitals make it much more difficult and they're really good at keeping people alive. Yeah, well, you know? clearly. They're not very good at paying people's airfares, though, are they? No, that's true. This is the fourth time I've flown over. I know. What colour is he? Yellow. OK. Well, when he turns blue, call me back, cos that'll be 24 hours. OK. What the hell can we do when our parents' life gets worse? Our newfound longevity's a blessing and a curse. The parent-child relationship gets turned upside down And it's age, age, age versus youth, 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 euthanasia So I'm thinking of my kids, I'm gonna try and die much quicker Avoid the NHS, become an earlier bucket kicker I'll stuff myself with deep-fried pizza, hoover loads of booze Snub the gym, smoke lots of fags, find substances to abuse I won't shilly-shally, gonna leave before I go to Lally Is that customer services? Yes, sir. How can I help? My name's Callum Gulhuli. Yes? 
And I recently bought a new external hard drive from you. I, I got it yesterday. Yes, sir. Is there a problem? Well, you sent me a survey asking me how did we do. Uh, so I filled it in. Really? Oh, thank you very much. We do like to get input from our customers. Uh-huh. Me too. I'd like some feedback as well. Uh, sorry, sir? Uh, nothing complicated. I just want to know how did I do? <laughs> You know, was, was I okay as a customer? I'm sure you were, sir. Uh, maybe you're sure, but I'm not. <laughs> I'd like to know a bit more from my peace of mind. You know, I don't want to let you guys down. So I've got a few questions, if you can spare the time. Well, I'm quite busy. Uh, I know what it's like. I was quite busy when I answered your survey. <laughs> so, are you ready for the Callum Gulhuli Satisfaction Survey? <laughs> I don't really think this is necessary. Were you satisfied with me as a customer? On a scale of one to five, where one is completely dissatisfied, two is slightly dissatisfied with moments of being satisfied, three is neither dissatisfied nor satisfied, neither here nor there really couldn't give a toss, four is slightly satisfied, although slightly dissatisfied too, if I stop to think about it for a bit, and five is completely satisfied, nothing slight about it, not even a hint of being dissatisfied. Really, you were brilliant. Um, well, I suppose five. Oh, brilliant, completely satisfied, good start. Uh, how many questions are there? Uh, that's what I said when I was doing your survey. <laughs> Next topic, delivery. Was my house where I said it would be? On a scale of one to two this time, where one is, no, you sent us to the wrong country, Edinburgh is not in Poland, and two is, I bang on, we couldn't miss it, nice motorbike in the garden, by the way. Two. Thought you'd like the bike. Next question, would you consider having me as a customer again? On a scale of one to two, where one is no way get to Falkirk... <laughs> And two is, you bet, Callum, you're a brilliant customer. Come back any time. Two. Brilliant. Almost there. A few more questions. Answer, yes or no. Can I contact you on a daily basis telling you I missed you? And telling you on what terms I'd be prepared to buy something else? Yes. And can I tell you repeatedly that my offer ends at midnight? And then contact you the following day with my next offer? Yes. You're not just saying yes, are you? Yes! Ah, that's the wrong answer. We'll have to go back to the beginning. No! No, please, I, I, I meant no. Keep in touch, you know. Anything you want, just let us know. Don't be a stranger. You give all your pals my phone number. They can bug me all day, every day. Way to go, Callum! You the man! Nice guy. I'll call him tomorrow and see if he slightly or completely fancies a pint. <laughs> The Absolutely Radio Show <laughs> is written and performed by Pete Bakey, Moana Banks, Mo Hunter, Gordon Kennedy and John Stark. <laughs> it are produced by Gus Beatty and Gordon Kennedy and are an absolutely comedy unit production for BBC Radio 4. Mm. <laughs>